In every pair of Tecovis boots, you can expect handmade quality, first wear comfort, and timeless Western style. Tecovis boots are always made from premium bovine and exotic leathers, and with occasional resoling, they will last a lifetime. The best way to shop for boots is at your local Tecovis store, where you'll be greeted by the smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile. Come on in, grab a cold one, get fitted by a pro, and shop the latest styles. Visit tecovis.com, that's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and don't go gently, y'all. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. So there's a reason why I started Blood Origins. And that reason is simple. Is that I wanted to convey the truth about hunting. It brings awareness to to non-hunters that it's it's more than just killing animals. How do I start it, Brittany? My name. My name. Is <laughs> my hair look okay? It's my name is Mike Axelrod. Start again. Yeah, I hated it too. Braxton, <laughs> you said something in the car to me. You said that you were living on borrowed time. Hmm. There's a perception around who hunters are, what we're supposed to be, and a a feminist that works for a non-profit that is a hunter that has only eaten wild game for the last 20 years is likely not the thing that people think about when it comes to a hunter. Okay, so today's podcast is going to be very different, very unusual, because I don't really have a guest. What I have is a audio recording that was sent to me from a radio station out of Australia, in which the Minister of the Environment, I think she's got a bunch of other under her portfolio, but she's the Deputy Premier of South Australia, Dr. Susan Close, who's part of the uh, Labour government, who has said that their campaign promise that they are going to fulfil is to ban bow hunting in South Australia, and ban crossbows in South Australia. So I'm going to play you her interview on this radio station. It was interviewed at 5AA South Australia. It's a talk show. Uh, you'll see at the end a hunter did get a, a little bit of a word in and clearly the talk show host, and maybe he is against hunting, maybe he isn't against hunting, I don't know. But clearly he's interested in having a discussion and a debate and something that's a little bit more controversial because he obviously seats himself opposite to what the hunter's position is. Uh, maybe he is a big fan of Susan Close. Maybe he is a, a big fan of the banning of bow hunting. But um, yeah, have a listen. And I'm going to stop the recording every so often. And I'm going to rebut what she says because she's pretty much caught in a lie a couple of times on the radio interview and um, fails to take into consideration any of the science that is out there around bow hunting 
and the around the technology of bows, the technology of arrows, the architecture, the engineering of broadheads. So here we go. Thirteen to ten. This subject is uh, is a hot potato because, in general terms, I think most people love and care for animals. And there's a move to ban SA hunters from shooting animals with a bow and arrow. Now, the mere discussion of this has a lot of people up in arms. The hunting of animals using a bow and arrow is going to be banned by the state government. What do you think about that? Do you agree with it? So at this point, I'm hoping that a talk radio host is going to have two people on, one from the banning side of things and one from the hunting side of things. But clearly, the hunting side of things don't actually get a voice. Now, the Deputy Premier, we'll talk to her in a moment, she says the government was considering what options were available to implement the move, even by introducing regulations. Let's talk to the Deputy Premier, Environment Minister, Dr Susan Close. Susan, thanks for coming on today. What was the straw that broke the camel's back on this to make you want to do this? Good morning, Leon. Uh this has come from a deep concern held by people who understand the impact of hunting on the welfare of animals. Ah, so right away. Clearly this is not a scientifically derived decision. This is purely based on her constituents, which probably incorporate the lobbying power of the RSPCA that says, look, this is atrocious behavior and hunting has no form in our society any longer. So the RSPCA in particular has been very vocal about where they've come across animals that have been shot by arrows. They've not died immediately. They tend to linger in a lot of pain, blood loss, uh, and that they, there's some photographs on their website, the South Australian RSPCA website, if you have a look for bow hunting. Here's the crux of the matter in that actually hunters, probably all hunting organizations, would find that atrocious behavior too. Um, no hunter wants to see an uh, animal suffer. No hunter wants to see or inflict any more pain um, than we can sort of reduce as best as we possibly can. So, you know, that's why bow hunters practice. That's why... They use razor-sharp arrowheads. That's why they are trying to find the best combination of arrow weight, arrowhead weight, front of center weight. All of these things play into the idea that you want to be as lethal as you possibly can. And absolutely, there's freaking bad apples and yahoos in every bloody community in Australia has them, same as America, same as anywhere in the world. And to paint a broad brush across the community that suggests that just because you've got one or two idiots who decide for fun to start shooting animals and leave them be is completely irrational. It's nonsensical. It makes absolutely um, no reason for regulations to be promulgated. You could then say the same thing about any lifestyle, that if a rugby player is caught with performance-enhancing drugs, you're going to ban rugby because all rugby players take drugs or drunk driving. If someone's a, you know, gets into a wreck and causes property damage and, you know, dare I say, it causes a fatality. Are you going to ban all people from driving? 
all cars from being on the road. No, you're not. It's a nonsensical argument taking one or two bad apples and broad stroking it across the entire community, which is what is happening here in South Australia with the Premier and her argument being backed up by the RSPCA. It all started back in April 1 of 2021, where a sea lion, which is an endangered species, was found with a long bow arrow in its head. Atrocious, absolutely, every hunter would say, yes, find the person and find them completely. But it's no grounds for a complete ban across all bow hunting in South Australia. And the RSPCA, and their concern is that what we're doing in South Australia, and South Australia and Victoria are the only states that still allow this. Okay, so there's lie number one. That South Australia and Victoria are the only states that still allow bow hunting. False. Absolute lie. All the states in Australia allow bow hunting except Tasmania. You can bow hunt for Axis in Queensland. You can bow hunt for water buffalo in the Northern Territory. You can bow hunt for red stag and pigs in New South Wales and so on and so on and so on. So number one, flat out blatant lie that the radio host takes hook, line and sinker is allowing people to use a form of hunting that is very unlikely to give a humane, clean kill. Okay, so this is where her second, and I wouldn't call it a lie, because it's just a miseducation on her part. Naturally, any type of hunting scenario, there are going to be mistakes, right? Whether it's a gun or a bow and arrow, bad shots do happen. We're not going to lie about that. We don't purposely create bad shots, and we hope that most hunters in those scenarios recognize their abilities, the, the level of confidence that they have in pulling off the shot and doing their ethical duty in dispatching the animal as quickly, as lethally, as efficient as possible. And so the fact that you think, or the Premier thinks, that bow and arrows are less lethal or less effective than say for instance a gun is a lack of knowledge a lack of education around bow and arrows bow and arrows are just as lethal as guns if put in the right place the same as guns and that's what we need now that's not to say it's impossible to give a clean kill with with a bow but you are far more likely to be able to end an animal's life uh, humanely and quickly if you're using a gun than you are if you are from some distance. So this is also another miseducation here, that clearly, yes, when shooting a bow and arrow from an increasing distance, the potential effectiveness of that bow and arrow and the accuracy of that bow and arrow decreases. I don't think any hunter is going to um, be against that argument or, or say otherwise, essentially. But all you have to do is look at the Ashby Bow Hunting Foundation and there's just lots of results, lots of information, lots of science that is dedicated to showcasing how lethal a bow and arrow setup can be. Bow and arrows are just as lethal as guns. And really, at the end of the day, it all comes down to the individual executing the action. Those individuals typically have practiced and practiced and practiced and know what their limits are when it comes to executing the shot itself. If they are comfortable and confident with the shot itself, then the shot is likely to become as lethal as it possibly can. 
whether that is shooting a projectile out of a bow or shooting a projectile out of a gun. Using bow and arrow. And so other states have made this move. Again, remember, this is a lie. There's only one state that has made this move, and that is Tasmania. Every other state you can freely bow hunt in. And uh, it's time that South Australia did so. We had it as part of our election commitments coming into the election, and uh, I've initiated some consultation with the hunters, which is, I think is why they've, they've now gone out into the media concerned about what it might mean for them. What's been the pushback on this? Well, I've only heard uh, via the media from the hunters uh, that they don't want to um, be deprived of a form of hunting that they find valuable. I, I don't want to say they enjoy it, or, you know, but, but that they that they value. Um, now that that I understand that, and um, we all have different uh, activities that we enjoy undertaking or that we feel are important. Uh, but I think the majority, the vast majority of South Australians, are actually surprised to hear that you can go hunting animals with a bow and a bow and arrow and uh, concerned that that's not the way that we now expect animals to be to be treated. Pay very close attention to her words. Her words like the vast majority, the people of South Australia. These are just essentially people that have been feeding her information. These are her lobbyists and more than likely an RSPA and RSPCA individual that has been telling her this. There's been no formal surveys in South Australia about bow hunting. And so there's no way to actually confirm or deny her statement, essentially. And it's not that, I don't think deprivation of a form of hunting is, again, the right term of art. But really what we know and realize is that your bow hunting may be like the the canary in the coal mine, right? It's the easiest thing to attack. Um, it is when you find a yahoo that stuck an arrow into a cockatoo or a sea lion. That's atrocious imagery, and that's a very bad look on hunting and on the hunting community. And so why would you not attack that low-hanging fruit? And for us, you don't want to lose any ground, because um, any ground that is lost, essentially... I know a lot of people may not be a big proponent of the death by a thousand cuts, but this would be cut number one. And if you think that they would be happy with the fact that, okay, bow hunting is now banned and that's it, we're okay. No, they're going to come after whatever's next, right? Youth hunting, I think, is off the table already. Um, then it comes to gun hunting. Then it comes to other species being hunted. It's just sort of a cascading waterfall of decisions and it starts with bow hunting so if you don't stand up for bow hunting and you let it go then what are they actually going to come after next of course feral animals do need at uh, in in many occasions need to be killed Uh, there are problems with feral animals in australia and this is not about trying to to not deal with those it's about saying the very small number of people who use bows and arrows to do that are causing harm to animals we don't accept that anymore So here's the crux of the matter. Is this causing harm to animals? This idea that bow hunting and the releasing of an arrow into an animal causes suffering, pain, um, and prolonged death. That is the assumption that is being promulgated here through the RSPCA up into the minister's sort of mouthpiece on this radio station. And it actually couldn't be further truth, further from the truth, sorry, 
if you look at the science. So let's look at what the science says about bow and arrow architecture, but especially broadhead architecture, right? So fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Arrows are designed to cut. They're not designed to crush. A bullet expands, crushes organs, crushes, um, uh, breaks open bones, that kind of stuff. An arrow does not work that way. An arrowhead, a broadhead, does not operate that way. It operates in a deep laceration type way. When you look at human medicine and human case studies, deep lacerations have very, very little pain, if no pain associated with them, as opposed to crushing type injuries. So the idea that bow hunting and an arrow going through an animal causes more quote-unquote pain is absolutely false if you look at the human case study medicine um, vault encyclopedia of knowledge, number one. Number two, what these deep lacerations do, again, cause significant blood loss. Again, based on human studies, case studies, no pain, very little pain associated with that blood loss. And it's called hypovolemic blood loss. And so when your body of any mammal loses more than 35% of your blood, you're going to experience significant weakness in your body. And once you get past that significant weakness point, you're actually going to lose consciousness because of the blood pressure loss or drop, essentially, in your body. When that happens, you're going to essentially go unconscious, go to sleep. And if your blood loss continues, you will pass away, you'll die. And that's what happens in a arrow, bow and arrow type scenario, is that there is very, very, very little pain, deep lacerations causing hypovolemic shock, which then results in a very painless death. That's the science behind bow and arrows. And obviously, the RSPCA is not going to talk about it. And, and therefore, we'll move to ban it. I've had an email from a bloke who calls himself a proud ethical bow hunter. Uh -huh. I'll read you part of what he says, which is, I find this stance perplexing given the outcome from the previous parliamentary inquiry into the matter. Perhaps yourself or the minister can shed some further light on how you have established the position with their emphasis on what public consultation was undertaken on this matter. He goes on to say, in my view, the idea of an outright ban, when it was clear the relevant department could tender no evidence as to the prevalence of bow hunting, is rather concerning, especially when many other control measures are available and have yet to be used. What do you, what do you say to that? So the, the Parliament did do an inquiry on this last year, uh, or the year before, just during the, the Liberal term of government, uh, the Social Development Committee did that, and there was a lot of input from a lot of members of the community to that. The, the parliamentary report did not recommend banning, but the parliamentary committee was dominated by the Liberal Party because they were in government at the time. Sure. So This is, I guess, what is frustrating the most here, is that her excuse really comes down to the fact that it was a different 
political party that did the inquiry and did the decision making. Even though she says it was a good mechanism for gathering all the information, the recommendation not to ban, but to put some, some additional regulations in place. She doesn't want to utilize that recommendation. I guess simply because, again, it's a different political viewpoint. It's not her viewpoint, and it's not definitely not her constituents, lobby group, RSPCA viewpoint, which is a pity. It really is a pity that it's coming down to political motivations and not being based on science. It's not being based on logic. It's not being based on anything but the emotive imagery that comes about because some idiot decided to shoot something unethically without any thought to the life of that animal. Uh, that I'm not going to take a Labour election commitment from a, a Liberal-dominated parliamentary committee, but nonetheless, the material that was supplied was extremely useful and guided uh, in many ways the information that we needed to understand the animal welfare impact of hunting with a bow and arrow. And bear in mind that most of Australia no longer allows recreational hunting with a bow and arrow of animals. It's a, it's a very small if, uh, activity that's undertaken and one that I think is now really out of step with community expectations, as has been demonstrated across the rest of the nation. So that's the crux of the matter right then and there, is that she believes that the general community sentiment around bow hunting and that it's bad is that, again, her belief that all states in Australia have actually banned bow hunting, which is not true. Only the state of Tasmania has. And so her idea and, and all of her language about community stakeholders, sentiments, thoughts are all based on a fabrication of an untruth which would have easily been resolved if this radio host had had someone on that was a member of the Hunting Association, Australian Deer Association, uh, Sports Shooters Association of Australia, any of those would have been able to debunk and push back on her statements. Unfortunately, he didn't have a debate-style forum on a talk show, which would have been pretty awesome, actually. But in fact, he just had one side of the story. So you're basically telling us that you're probably going to ban it by regulation or by law? Uh, so I'm in consultation at the moment, or the department is on my behalf, to understand uh, if there are any levels of detail that we need to get from, from the hunters about the way in which this happens and the justifications. Uh, but the real question is how are we going to do it? And it's likely that we can do it either just through regulation or through putting uh, some restrictions on hunting permits. At the moment, you don't get a separate permit to bat to hunt with a bow. You just get a hunting permit. So we could say, well, you can have a hunting permit, but you can't use a bow and arrow, or we could just remove it as an activity, as a regulated activity. So we'll work out the best way, the most effective way of doing that without um, you know, creating too much paperwork or, or, or red tape. Uh, the main thing, I think, is that we, we're reaching a place as most of the rest of Australia has, where we don't regard this as being compatible with animal welfare standards that the community holds, and it's time to move on. Sort of to validate the point that I made earlier, right? You just heard it, that the entire basis for the ban, the entire basis for the collective community sentiment, and what she's selling this radio host 
is that it happened it's already happened all across Australia that South Australia is behind the times here to allow this activity of bow hunting and um, I know I've said it lots of times already in this podcast so I'm not going to say it again you can hear it for yourself yes I noticed that the the group most concerned say and I quote bow hunting is an eco-friendly hunting method so I don't know who sent that comment in I wouldn't have used eco-friendly in that context to describe bow hunting I think what they were referring to is obviously the the population control, the sustainable management of wildlife through the activity of hunting, and bow hunting is one of those activities that does that. I highly doubt they were suggesting that the bow and arrow itself, in terms of its kill, was eco-friendly, which again, unfortunately, language is key, words have power, and unfortunately, the the wrong use of the term here, eco-friendly, is about to backfire which has been practiced throughout the world for more than 5,000 years and has countless participants here in Australia. What do you, what do you say to that? Uh, well, eco-friendly is an interesting term. Um, and I guess what they're not saying is it isn't cruel. Uh, and that's because it's very, very hard to kill with a bow and arrow without risking serious injury, but not immediate death. So what we're talking about is, uh, you know, most people listening to you will have had a bit of meat for breakfast or have some at lunch or dinner. And you don't expect your abattoir to have someone standing uh, at some distance shooting a crossbow at the cow, hoping that they kill it outright. We have standards that mean that you can consume that product and feel that the community standards have been met in how that animal is treated. And bow hunting simply isn't in that category anymore for what we think is acceptable for an animal to experience in pain and suffering. And as I say, if you have a look at the RSPCA website for South Australia, there's some photographs that show animals that are struggling along but have an arrow through their body. Gosh, that's it. It's the imagery. The imagery here is dictating policy. The imagery here is the thing that is driving a ban. How many times have we said it that hunters hunting community and obviously we can't do anything about these wahoos right we can't do anything about idiots who flaunt against the law and give us a bad name but it serves a point here that we as hunters need to be so so careful about what we post on social media today that it's an influence it has greater influence it has the potential to shift policy here in south australia has the potential that a ban is going to be put on place. The thing that we have said the most, like, hey, guys, freaking pay attention. Listen, change your comment, change your picture. Don't post that stuff. Because if you do, there is a potential for it to come back against the hunting community. Is this what you're about to do? Is the activity, the action, when you even release the bow and arrow or pull the trigger on a gun, Is that action going to help or hurt hunting? Those are the things that you have to think about today. I know you didn't have to think about it in the past, but that was the past. The attitude today of, oh, we just need to, you know, we we can do what we want. Who cares about what they say? Who cares about the liberals? Who cares about the people who don't love hunting? They can go stuff themselves. That attitude is not an attitude that we need to carry forward today. It just cannot be that way anymore, people. And here is a case in point that 
an unfortunate incident that probably wasn't due to any ethical hunters is now about to result in a ban of bow hunting. Obviously what she has said and what she's basing their sentiment of banning bow hunting is based on fabrication of lies around pain and suffering, fabrication of lies around the fact that the general community around Australia has already banned it. And then it's not even based on science. It's based on a series of pictures of bad apples that do not represent the hunting community at all. Um, that's something that I think a lot of people would be quite shocked to know happens and is allowed under our hunting regulations and it is, are now expecting that we move on. So when you say move on, we're going to ban it? That's right. That's right. That was our election commitment. We said we would ban the use of bows and ar- bow and arrows for recreational hunting. And if somebody contravenes the law after you've uh, written it in the statutes, what happens? Uh, there are sanctions. Uh, there are financial sanctions for for breaking the law that relates to hunting per, uh, permits. So if you hunt without a permit, you're breaking the law, it's several thousand dollars fine. Uh, if you are hunting in a way that's not permitted by that permit, say um, the, the person, you, you're allowing someone underage with you to, to hunt without having that licence. There, there are uh, already provisions in the law that say you can't do that. You, you have to have, um, you have to obey the law. So we won't be changing any of those. It's just saying it's no longer acceptable to use bows and arrows for recreational hunting of animals. And just uh, for the record, how many hunting permits are out there, approximately? So, so there's, there's several thousand hunting permits in South Australia. It might be as many as 10,000, but the vast, vast, vast majority of those people are hunters with guns. Uh, the, the, I can't get the number with bows and arrows, but it is, I know, a very much, much smaller proportion of that. Susan Close, thank you very much for coming on this morning. That's the Deputy Premier and Environment Minister, Dr Susan Close. You've got any thoughts on this? Very happy to hear, of course. 8223 000. Uh, Susan Close. Yep. So I'm an avid bow hunter. I'm a hunt- I've hunted all my life. Um, she made some very wrong accusations. And she is very misinformed about bow hunting. What was the so, accusation she made that was wrong? So, first off, she said that it's illegal across most of Australia. That is a lie. Um, it's legal in every state bar Tasmania. It is also a very ethical thing to do. Um, often, once you shoot something with an arrow, it doesn't even know that it's been hit and it dies very quickly and very peacefully. Not necessarily uh, that's the case, though, is it? But that thing goes with farm-raised meat, mate. I worked in an abattoir for many, many years. You may have, but, but, ju- but if somebody shoots an animal with a bow, then yep. there's no guarantee that very quickly it's gone. And there's no guarantee that it's going to die instantly with a bullet either or die instantly at an abattoir either, mate. So I worked on a kill for for four years. And you'd be surprised at how unethical it can be at times. So bow hunting is, so it dates back to about 80,000 years ago, almost before Homo sapiens. You know, we, that's true, but you know, saying that it dates back many years, social more rates change over time. I hear what you're saying, but there are lots of things now where the social mood is different and society moves on. That's what we call it. Let's talk to Andrew. Hi. So I appreciate Zach calling into that radio station. Zach is a follower of Blood Origins, and he's the one who actually sent us this radio clip 
Um, I think Zach made some very good points, and he pointed out the lie of the Premier, which is that bow hunting, in terms of a community, is banned across Australia. It's not. Um, unfortunately, Zach didn't have at his fingertips the science that indicated the you know deep laceration, hypovolemic um, shock, essentially, and the human case studies, the human medicine examples of very, very little pain, i.e. no suffering. Uh, he did allude to it that an animal often doesn't understand that it has been shot when it's shot with a bow and arrow. And I think when the radio host responded, is, that isn't always the case, um, he responded very well in saying, yes, but that's, a, that's true across all lifestyles. Um, I would have stick, stuck more to the hunting and be a little bit more honest in the moment. Um, and sort of brought the argument around to the whole, like, you know, small minority as a brushstroke against the majority. Um, same like drunk driving, same like performance-enhancing drugs, same like a lot of other things that, you know, regulations are created because of. Um, the fact that it is a old endeavor, 5,000 years old, whatever, um, I don't think that's an argument. I wouldn't use it as an argument. Uh, as you heard him say, the radio host, times change, social acceptance change, and that is absolutely true. And it's even more true today in this day of social media, because uh, social science is real, and social science is all about perception. And we have to recognize that every single day. So Zach, man, appreciate you, appreciate you calling into the radio station and standing up for hunters and giving a hunters a voice, especially in that circumstance, because hunters did not have a voice at all, period. So at least we've got a little bit of a voice in there. Um, if you are from South Australia and um, would like to have a conversation with us, um, send us a little video. Send us a little uh, video about who you are as a hunter, your why. If you're a bow hunter, send us that specifically. Shoot us a horizontal selfie video so we can push back the stereotype that the minister, uh, Susan Close, is, is creating around you. Now, the only way that we can combat stereotypes is if you put out a message that is counter to that. And we want to help you do that. So, appreciate you listening. I know this is a very different podcast, uh, but I wanted to create it because it's currently happening in South Australia. This isn't happening three months ago. This isn't happening in the future. This is happening right now in South Australia. A ban on bow hunting is being considered just because of imagery and because of lobbyists and because of um, a false sentiment that is being perpetrated uh, throughout the, the halls of parliament, essentially, in South Australia. And the only way that we can push against it is if we put content um, out there that shows the lies. So saying that, I think I'm going to build an infographic that shows where bow hunting is legal and where bow hunting is illegal across the states of Australia. Appreciate you listening. Well, that's it for today. I appreciate you listening, as always. Leave a review, share it with your friends, and most importantly, do what's right to convey the truth around hunting. <laughs>